स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रमजिम सुन रहे हैं आपका शब का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर छः मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं अब से लेकर तीन बजे तक आपका और हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गप शप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नज़रों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर हैं ये बताते हुए कि हमारे स्टूडियो के बाहर का तापमान 20 डिग्री है बदली छाई हुई है और मौसम बहुत ही प्लेजेंट है अगर आप हल्की सी स्वेटर पहन के बाहर घूमना चाहते हैं या बिना स्वेटर के भी पहन के बाहर घूमना चाहते हैं इट्स अ गुड वेदर टू वॉक अराउंड अलबत् शाम को बरसात होने के इम्कान हैं उससे ज़रा आप बच के रहिएगा घूमिएगा फिरिएगा ज़रूर लेकिन यू नो टेक योर अम्ब्रेला विद यू वेर आर वी आर गोइंग बुधवार का दिन है सेकेंड वेंसडे ऑफ द मंथ इज़ यूजली बुक्ड फॉर द वन एंड ओनली डॉक्टर अरुण गर्ग जो कि इस समय हमारे साथ हैं डॉक्टर साहब मोस्ट वेलकम इन आप प्रोग्राम हाउ आर यू डूइंग वेरी गुड एंड सो नाइस टू बी बैक सॉरी आई मिस लास्ट मंथ बट आई थिंक यू प्लेट सम pre-recorded one so it was as if i was still here so <laughs> well, i didn't know, see you i missed you in the person so nice to be back well nice to have you back uh, we had been recording all your um, medical minutes and they are all on different topics so i sat down and i compiled all of them together my questions and your answers and it worked out to be one of the most fascinating programs and we've now put it up on our soundcloud that everybody can go and listen to yeah no i think uh, it's it's a it's a simple but very straight answers for some very complicated problems so to make it very understandable so that's really good thanks very much for doing that i think i i listened to some of them and i i myself was surprised how uh how well it was organized thanks to you well uh, you know wo hindi mein kehte hai na taali ek haath se nahi bajti dono haath chahiye so obviously if i am good at it you are extra good at it <laughs> so doctor sir i wanted to find out from you what is the topic today for uh, medical minute uh, i thought uh, uh, because the one of the studies i'm going to share and what i'm reading is on vitamin d so i thought we'll start out with saying uh, what is a vitamin what we, is a vitamin we have not talked about it for a while so uh, that's a very important area of vitamins supplements and and minerals and this is we talk about food all the time and we talk about fat and we talk about carbohydrates and we talk about proteins which are the macronutrients but there are micronutrients needed Uh, for body to survive body to uh, flourish and to be healthy so vitamin d or vitamins are a combination of two words vita v i t a vita min m i n so vitamin is two words vitamin vita plus amines mm. so a scientist uh, 50 uh, 100 years ago now uh, coined this word and it means vitamins life mm. and amines are the nitrogenous products so nitrogenous products which are necessary for life he called them vitamins so are they minerals then no no vitamins are organic compounds okay. yeah minerals are like calcium potassium okay. Okay. but uh, vitamins are organic compounds which are essential for life and are usually uh, 
a nitrogenous compound. So that's why vitamins. Mm. So vitamins by definition are essential. Body does not produce them and requires to obtain them by eating. Mm -hmm. So you have to eat them either in the food or supplements. And that's where the word supplements come from. Now this is a billion dollar industry in terms of, of the number of vitamins and supplements people take. Mm. And uh, a good healthy diet for a reasonably healthy person really does not need any extra supplements because that should be enough. But it's just, uh, uh, it's uh, for people who have some disease or some other ailments or some things, then vitamins are required as supplements. But before we knew much about vitamins, there were a lot of diseases we didn't know how they're causes. The classic one is scurvy. Mm. So when people used to go on long um, ship uh, journeys, they used to get scurvy and they didn't know. And then research indicated it was they weren't taking uh, fresh uh, vegetables because they were on these long journeys and uh, they resulted in scurvy. Mm. And that's where vitamin C came, so vitamin mm. C. So vitamins, there are two types, uh, water-soluble vitamins and fat-soluble vitamins. And in all, I think there are about 11 or 12 or 13 vitamins in total. Um, so it's a big, big biochemical food thing. Water-soluble vitamins, as name suggests, are soluble in vit uh, water and excreted in urine uh, when you take extra, and they're never stored in the body. Uh, Fat-soluble vitamins uh, are able to go in the body stores of the fat, mm. and there are four of them. So vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin D, and vitamin E are the four major fat-soluble vitamins. Okay. And uh, that's, um, so I think for our medical minute, if I, because I know you like to record it, for one minute, I would say vitamins are the organic essential uh, nutrients which are not produced in the body. Body needs them for health, and they uh, have to be consumed for, for, for having them. Mm -hmm. So they, they, we cannot get them from air, we cannot get them <laughs> from sun, we've got to eat them. Oh, that's a very interesting question, you know, uh, you, you were joking when you said you cannot get it from sun, yes, sun is the biggest vitamin D producer, Yes. Uh, you need sun uh, for body to make vitamin D, as I said, uh, vitamins are not produced by body, so sun, not enough sun we have here, so we always have deficiency. But so sun it does play a role in converting some of the endogenous substance uh, into vitamin D. So people living in hot countries probably have lots of vitamin D. That, that's interesting, but that means you have to be out in sun and that uh -huh. has its own problems. Of course. And people uh, cover themselves. So there is a vitamin D deficiency even in sun-rich uh, countries because people are not exposed to, you tend to save yourself, your skin, right? Yes. And um, uh, so it's uh, 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 it's not as simple as just to, because sun yes or, no. or lack of sun, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thank but you. Uh, pigmentation of the skin yes. was uh, produced 
because of uh, sun mm. protection. And that pigmentation reduces absorption of sun. So it works the other way around. In those countries, uh, you're not able to absorb enough sun, so you have bi d vitamin D deficiency. In temperate climates, when the skin color is lighter, then you get sunburned. So I think you cannot win. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lose-lose yeah. proposition either well, way. <laughs> a, yeah, but, uh, but uh, vitamins are essential, and we'll talk more about a very okay. fascinating study which just came out last week on vitamin D. All right. Uh, that was uh, six minutes of one minute. Uh, uh, <laughs> medical <think> minute. <laughs> your editing will look after it. <laughs> Let's take a short commercial break and come back and talk about the topic today, which is vitamin D. Why is vitamin D so fascinating? Number one. Number two, after, uh, after that, when we have time, let's talk about the conference you had yeah. and how did it go? Was it successful? And so on and so forth. But let's take a short break first. Uh, Dr. Arun Garg is in the studios and he's here till about 3 o'clock. If you have any questions, our phone number is 604-280-1200 or 604-299-8863. Spice Radio or Radio Ranjim Sundriyam Kapshap Ka program hai. Aur Arun Ji humare saath hai. And we're going to be talking about a very important vitamin called vitamin D. Now, uh, first of all, of course, another very important and silly question for me why do we have a b c d for vitamins and uh, because there is a b c i know d i know i also know about vitamin e so can we just talk very quickly about all uh, five of them yeah the, as i said four of them are fat soluble so they define vitamins as water soluble Fat soluble. Soluble, yes. So vitamin A is a, a pro-hormone, a pro-vitamin for carotenoids. Mm -hmm. So that's for carotene. Okay. And that's where vitamin A comes from. Right. Vitamin E uh, is involved in fatty acid metabolism and in um, uh, endocrinology of sox hormones and uh, platelets and things like that. Mm. Vitamin K is involved in coagulation and coagulation pathways of uh, uh, blood clotting. Oh. And vitamin D of all these is uh, omnipotent. Okay. Every surface and every cell in the body has a receptor for vitamin D. I see. So people have asked the question, what is vitamin D doing? Mm. Uh, what are those receptors? As mm. a matter of fact, during COVID time, vitamin D and deficiency of vitamin D was a very big part of the concern that people who are vitamin D deficient uh, are suffering more or COVID is more rampant in them because of vitamin D deficiency. Mm -hmm. That controversy still continues. The role of vitamin D in health is getting more controversial. And I should say right up front uh, that this conversation each individual has to consult their health practitioner whether to take vitamins or not because it's not as simple. Uh, it depends what else is happening in the body, what other medications we're taking. So I think this is just for general information. And I think we were, uh, I just uh, 
a study came out, it's been going on for 10 years now, but a final print came out in New England Journal, the prestigious New England Journal, mm. on vitamin D vitality, and specifically on role of vitamin D and osteoporosis. And a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Brendan Byron, who run Wellness Garage, did a very good blog. Hmm. So I think I'm going to borrow some of his <laughs> writings because uh, he's done such a great job. This study uh, was, uh, as I said, just came out last week in mm-hmm. New England Journal, a study of 26,000 people. They were followed for five years, mm-hmm. and they had controls. So they had people taking vitamin D. They were people not taking vitamin D. They were taking combination of vitamin D and essential fatty acids, and uh, some taking none. Mm. And they wanted to see uh, its impact on many different health issues. Yeah. But this study is really on bone health. Mm. So I think uh, one of the disclaimers they make is that the findings are for people who are in good health. Mm-hmm. If you already have osteoporosis or bone disease or some other, uh, these things might not be applicable. Mm-hmm. So I think one has to, that's why it's so important that your own individual uh, need uh, affected uh, through uh, your own doctor. Right. Um, but I think uh, supplements in general and vitamins in particular, uh, everybody takes it. Uh, I must admit, I take one, you know, so whether it's doing any good or whether it's psychological, as long as it's not doing any harm, hmm. that's an important piece. S- some vitamins, and uh, <coughs> uh, excuse me if I'm interrupting, some vitamins you take and they just go out of your body without registering. A couple of them I can, I can... There are some that I find uh, irritating because uh, vitamin B, for example, uh, or iron supplements that make things a little different in your body. And um, and so some of them just do not get absorbed that easily. But it, you've said that take them if they're not doing any harm. In, in, in reasonable uh, quantities. quantities. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. All and right. I think uh, water soluble vitamins, a lot of it excess, you excrete out. You right. Know? Uh, some, as you were saying, uh, not even absorb. Yes. But water soluble vitamins, they mostly absorb pretty quick. You they know? are, okay. And, right. and fat soluble vitamins, you have to be careful yes. because they accumulate in body. So vitamin D, vitamin A, vitamin. K and vitamin E, they can accumulate in the body if you take too much of it, and then it leaches out. So that could uh, be a problem. Okay. Uh, but uh, this particular study uh, claim that um, uh, uh, study's name was Vital, a large double-blind randomized control study. Mm. Uh, they p- People who were taking vitamin D were taking 2,000 units, mm-hmm. and close to 26,000 people were affected. And what they found was that in healthy people, and that's the thing I want to emphasize, that it's the people, they were essentially healthy. They found that vitamin D intake had no effect on the frequency of fractures in these people, uh, had no effect on fall, because that's one of the concerns. Yes. And... uh, uh, 
We are also, as a medical biochemist, as you know, uh, we've been very interested in measuring vitamin D, and that has been controversial, mm. who you should be measuring, who should not be measuring. Right. But according to this study, it really didn't make that much difference uh, whether your vitamin D was low mm. and uh, had no effect on people uh, who had uh, osteoporosis. Mm-hmm. So I think... In summary, the study seems to suggest that there is no benefit in taking certainly large amount of vitamin D for healthy people. Okay. They did not, uh, they kind of um, were a little silent or a little couched, say that people who have bone disease or osteoporosis or their diet uh, deficiencies or living in uh, long-term care homes, they might continue to take and uh, they, their, their health practitioners should be advising them uh, on that. You know? mm-hmm. But this study will have major uh, conversation uh, in terms of how vitamin D is seen. Because vitamin D has been recently promoted because it has receptors in the body all over the place mm. uh, that uh, it has a role in everything, all the way from depression, anxiety, um, heart disease, beside bone. Bone was the original one where the, most of the work was done because it vitamin D is involved in absorption of calcium, is a, uh, involved in how the bone cells turn over all the hormones like parathyroid hormone, mm-hmm. etc. So it's a uh, it's a major calcium uh, controller. Right. Uh, but uh, in terms of other diseases, that's where I have a tremendous interest. So I, I, I'm not quite prepared to say that don't take vitamin D myself, you yes. know. But uh, you just have to park this as another study, which is saying that in healthy individuals, and I want to emphasize that, in healthy individuals uh, if, who are having a regular diet, the extra supplement of high-dose vitamins may not be necessary for bone disease. Its effect on diabetes, its effect on cancer, and its role in depression, mm-hmm. its role in arthritis, uh, that still remains to be seen, and a lot more work. Because in all these studies, because they're reductive, they don't study the person as a whole, mm-hmm. you have to isolate because they are double blind uh, clinical trials, randomized right. trials, so you have to kind of fix the variables. So then you only get one answer, but what it's doing to the rest of the body remains to be seen. So I thought that was a very good study, and I think it's important for our listeners to remain up to date on it. And this study just came out uh, uh, last week, so I think it's quite current. You know. So um, you've made it uh, very clear a couple of times that the study was done on people who were younger and were not... You know, uh, well, did, they, they were all, all different ages, but, were not, but they were healthy. They're they, healthy people, okay. Uh, so uh, let's, let me just ask you, people who do need uh, support for their bones, uh, has a study been done on that? Yeah, lots of studies have and? been done. And I think one of the things keeps coming, and that's part of the challenge, and uh, uh, easily said than done, Everybody says in terms of bone health, 
movement is very important. Oh, okay. So ongoing movement, even in this study, they talk about yoga and role of yoga and exercise and weight-bearing exercise and walking uh, are very helpful in keeping bone healthy. I see. Uh, in terms of vitamin D and the supplements, you have to have a regular uh, diet, which is rich in calcium, and uh, you need to like a dairy product, cheese, and uh, yogurt, and all those things which are good in calcium and uh, in uh, vitamins. Uh, and then uh, light exercise. I'm not right. uh, proposing big exercise, uh, but I think... Um, uh, this study even says that the exercise is more beneficial in bone disease than vitamin D. There is also a myth, or is it reality, that when you are older, uh, over the age of, say, 60, there is no need for you to take calcium because it does not register. Is that true? No, I don't think that's true. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I think um, your body needs of some of these things go up rather than go down because as you age, your absorption is not the same. Oh. So if your absorption is not the same or if your bowel is affected or if you have inflammation, then you could be affected. So I think uh, you have to look at overall health uh, uh, and malabsorption mm -hmm. uh, does increases with age. So if you're getting older, then your body requirements um, uh, for some of these uh, supplements or so, some of these uh, food uh, could go up rather mm -hmm. than down. Okay, so just don't go on Dr. Google and decide that everything that you read up on internet is accurate. Yeah, no, that, uh, I, I think uh, the nice thing about medicine is, and that's one of the big challenges, you could read all you want, mm. but how it affects you as an individual is very different than the summary of 20 patients or 20, 30 patients or even these 25,000 patients. It might affect you individually. That's why that individual consultation mm. with your physician or other health providers is very critical. Very and I, as I have said many times, one of the things we have to do more is put that whole thing in total perspective. Of course. The holistic perspective. So your diet, your lifestyle, your eating habits, your sleeping habits, your stress, your chronic conditions, all that has to come in play. And mind plays a huge role. Mm -hmm. If there is a change in your lifestyle or some things have happened, they all affect. And I don't think you could just put it on one thing, yeah. uh, especially, as, especially as you grow older. And that's one of the big things I have, and one of my big uh, contribution to conversation is this idea of total holistic thinking about health. Thank you, Dr. Gurg. Um, let's take a short commercial break, come back. Do you have any more uh, anecdotal you know, stuff on vitamin D, or shall we move on to another topic? Well, we could uh, finish up, uh, and if there was any listeners have any concerns, because there are a lot of people taking vitamin D. I did not know that in the South Asian uh, Hamari community, may look, you know, take so much vitamin D. Yeah, uh, and and I think relatively speaking, I mean, this is controversial, obviously, and uh, 
a lot of conversations will take place. But uh, if you go by the lab values mm. of vitamin D, uh, then there is a relative deficiency of vitamin D in our community. Okay, I want to talk about that then. Let's take a short break and we'll be right back with Dr. Arun Garg. Spice Radio or Radio Ranjim. So, Rehab Gapshap ka program hai. Arunji hamare saath hai. And second Wednesday of the month is booked for him. Aaj August mahine ki dis tarik hai. And we were talking about um, vitamin D. And as we went into commercial break, you mentioned that our community has got deficiency in vitamin D. Hamari community kyun hai? Usme deficiency vitamin D ki hai. हमारे दिल को रोग लगा हुआ है हमारे आर्थराइटिस है हमारे डायबिटीज है हम ही क्यों आई डोंट थिंक आवर कम्युनिटी इज मोर स्पेशल देन अदर्स इट्स नॉट दैट्स नॉट या इट्स नॉट लाइक द आवर मोस्ट ऑफ द डिसीज आर नॉट I don't think we could start to feel complex about our community <laughs> you know <laughs> I think our community and our uh, heritage and uh, our lifestyle is one of the healthiest uh, mm-hmm. personally as being from that community i'm very proud of that mm-hmm. but i think uh, as uh, lifestyle is changing uh, uh, i think we need to make sure and as more knowledge gets available then we have to make sure that is applicable okay and i would say vitamin d deficiencies not uh, that uncommon in other communities as well mm. but our community because of dark skin uh, our sun absorption metabolism is different mm. and vitamin d is uh, manufactured in the body in the skin through the sun rays okay so if you even though you are exposed to sun but because of the protection of the pigment uh, it's not as strong then it doesn't get metabolized mm-hmm. so you have to make sure that you're taking enough vitamin d uh, i would say in vitamin d area there is lot more studies are required specific to various ethnic groups mm-hmm. one of the biggest weakness of the studies is that they are not uh, uh, geographical or ethnic uh, specific mm-hmm. so they might have still like even this 25000 Uh, I was look, trying to get the original paper mm. very few uh, south asians were in it in it okay yeah, they mentioned they mentioned blacks and yes. they mentioned some latinos in it yeah. but uh, asians and south asians were, were not there. specifically categorized mm. so that's where one of the biggest weaknesses and i think uh, if anything we should be doing more uh, specific uh, eth- uh, ethnic and geographical studies because of the variation in lifestyle and diet and uh, plays in health mm. uh, but uh, in general uh, if you go in india now vitamin d is very widely available on counter okay and they really come long ways in last 10 years in making some of these preparations available because i remember um, going there 20 years ago and trying to see what's available and was very little available Mm-hmm. and now there is a lot more available with that then i think the diet will improve and supplements will improve and i think deficiency will be less but uh, in our community uh, you have to be aware of it here i was watching a, a, a short interview with a dermatologist uh, and uh, they were talking about the sun rays and skin cancer 
And now many people who have dark skin feel that because their body is so used to sunlight that they will not get skin cancer. But it is interesting that people with light skin go out and they are exposed to a lot of sun will get, you know, are susceptible to skin cancer. Whereas people of darker skin, it might not appear on their bodies, but it would appear on parts which are not visible, right? Yeah, that's a very good question. And also, because you feel you're extra protected, you become careless. Yes, I know. And if you expose yourself to large amount of sun rays, then you're it's going to affect and damage your skin, you know. Mm. And I think that's what happens. So I don't think one should be uh, extra uh, sure that oh we are safe. You yeah. know, you the have to. Yeah, and we're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, you have to. You have to protect yourself, <laughs> right. whether dark skin or light skin. Light skin obviously can burn very easily, and uh, can damage. So that's understood. Of course. So apart from uh, vitamin D, which was uh, our main topic today, if people have any questions, they can still call us. The other vitamin that we have all also talked about many a times is probably vitamin B and B complex and B12. Why does B have so many complexes in it? I sorry, I don't know why they name them that way. We B one, B two, V three, but these are all water soluble vitamins, okay. and they all involve in what we call intermediary metabolism. So maybe that's why they put them all together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thiamine, riboflavin, mm-hmm. niacin, just to name few, biotin, B twelve uh, is a major yes. vitamin in terms of DNA metabolism. Right, uh, they're all very important vitamins, yeah. and uh, uh, they are part of that B complex. You know, right? Yeah, but why they name that way, I don't know. Okay, we'll have to. I'll have to because I'm curious about that. I'm going to have to study. Yeah, and read one, about one, that. one will have to do some search. Yes, we'll, we'll do that. We'll ask Dr. Google to tell us where, where is the <laughs> Then we could talk about it. I'll, we, I'll do some search as well. All yeah. right, that'll be fantastic. Okay, so that brings me to um, so we, we've almost completed our vitamin D. Yeah, topic. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, last month, you, you were not available because you were very busy with CINI. So let's talk a little bit about that. The, the origin of it and how many years has it been since you've been doing the program and last program that, that happened? Yeah, we, we 12 years now. We started in 2010. Yes. And the uh, main purpose, cost Salab, if you want to call it, is to take this knowledge, um, turn this into simple language, and share it with uh, our community members mm. for their own self-awareness and self-empowerment for good health. Mm-hmm. So that's what the program is about. And uh, for lately, we've been doing them every year. Uh, and so this year's theme was women's health. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, we had eight or nine speakers talking about various topics of women's health. Right. But the main feature of a presentation was cancer in uh, general, but ca- cancer in women's health and how to lower the barriers. There is a big barrier, uh, again, in accessing uh, screening programs. And there is a lot more research now, especially in breast cancer, uh, where there are some mutations Mm -hmm. which can be picked up on screening 
and can warn you about potential cancer and breast cancer. So we were very fortunate to have one of the local researchers taking interest in it, mm-hmm. and we are working with her and doing some work on this. So that was the big part of Saturday conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a topic from our own doctor, uh, endocrinologist, uh, Rina Kurana on gestational diabetes. Right. Again, um, uh, Gestational diabetes is the diabetes which you get when you get pregnant. But what happens after that? Uh, are you more prone to get diabetes or mm. your diabetes get better? How do you take care? All those questions. So she's doing a fabulous study on this among South Asians. So I think she shared that with mm-hmm. us. Uh, one of the other doctor who is a rheumatologist, um, chronic pain, chronic fatigue syndrome, uh, again, talking about her patients from a South Asian perspective. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of speakers from India talking about leadership. So all in all, Saturday was uh, very well done and uh, very productive. My own Fraser Health is very active in South Asian Health, as mm-hmm. you know, with South Asian Health Institute. Right. And they were presented on uh, women's health, sexual health, and what awareness. So I think the whole theme was how to increase awareness, how to lower the barriers for access, mm-hmm. and main piece being on cancer. Right. So that went quite well. The Sunday was very special and dear to myself, mm-hmm. and that is we continued to talk about how to increase integrative thinking around health. Mm. So we talk about very specific reductive pathways for health, but uh, can we start to think about the body as a whole? Right. And the role yoga thinking brings to that. So body, mind, and intellect, and what role it plays. And more I delve into it, more I'm convinced mind plays a huge role in your health. And I think we need to kind of focus on it and train ourselves. So even behavior modification, if you're going to do behavior modification, you're going to make a determination, you're going to change your diet, mm-hmm. It requi- mind plays a huge role, your thoughts, right. how you control your thoughts, how your thoughts are come together. And I think um, <clears throat> yoga, uh, so we had a session from Dr. Nagendra on integrative thinking and how that plays a role. It was very well received. We're hoping that we could have a follow-up uh, so that um, some of this start to have part of the conversation in health training, health practitioners training. So for example, health practitioners are getting a good training in reductive, very specific disease entities. Mm-hmm. But we're not really talking to them about role of nutrition, role of mind, role of exercise, role of social determinants. All that doesn't play out as strongly in understanding health. Mm-hmm. So we are hoping that through some of this effort that could be overcome and, and, and explored further. Then uh, the one which will be of great interest to you, obviously you chaired, mm-hmm. and that was Artist as a Healer. Oh yeah, that was uh, amazing. Yeah, so we are collaborating with our good friend, um, Indian Summerfest, mm-hmm. and uh, Mayatri, who has a project on the role of um, mind and sound and vibrations in healing. And she has a couple of cases where uh, this has uh, helped those patients tremendously. 
So they share their experience. Uh, CINS and Indian Summerfest are doing a little joint project with Vancouver Foundation on this. So that was very exciting, and you were there, and you uh, you MC that part, and I thought that went very well. So, so I think we're going to continue that work. So a major recommendation is related to um, cancer and mm-hmm. the barrier in cancer and how to lower those barriers from a South Asian perspective. Now, again, it's not that South Asian there is more problems. Yeah. It's just that we have to study them. We need to focus right. and have the cultural safety and cultural awareness because health is so individual. Right. And that's why you do have to talk about different ethnic groups. And we have such a large population here. And also the population has now decided to make this their home. So... Obviously, if they're going to be living here, they need to be well uh, looked after. And we need to understand as to what sort of ailments they are carrying with them or they get when they come over here. Yeah, and also the other thing is that uh, for to be healthy, you have to be culturally safe. For sure. And uh, diet, for example, is very cultural. And you cannot change your diet no. just because you have moved, you know. That's true. Uh, the spices, I, I've been here now 55, 60 years, but I still love my spices, yeah. you know. <laughs> no. uh, I mean, Not too much spices, but a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I'm here on Space Radio even. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Saab, let's take a very short commercial break and come back. I'm, I might have another question on you know, the cultural differences that we have and the ailments that we carry with us. Um, And if you want to talk to Dr. Saab, 604-280-1200-604-299-8863. program Dr. Arun Garg, And when he comes and he has a topic, उसके बाद अगर मेरी किस्मत अच्छी हुई तो थोड़ा सा वक्त बच जाता है जिसमें कि मैं उनसे सवाल कर सकती हूं जो मेरे दिमाग में होते हैं सो आई होप यू आर रेडी फॉर दैट ओके एनी टाइम ओके सो यू हैव अ पीएचडी डिग्री इन बायोकेमिस्ट्री कैन यू टेल मी व्हाट बायोकेमिस्ट्री इज ऑल अबाउट बायोकेमिस्ट्री इज जस्ट द वर्ड सेज बायोकेमिस्ट्री सो इट्स केमिस्ट्री ऑफ लाइफ so it's an understanding human metabolism how by how different um, chemicals come together to create biological energy mm. so if you think of your human body everything rotates around energy right and energy in biological sense is derived by a chemical called uh, atp mm-hmm. And that's what biochemistry is, understanding how body produces all the energy so all the functions can be done. For example, I'm talking to you. Mm. That's using biological energy, ah. ATP. ATP. I, my hand is here. Now right. I lift it. Yeah. Now that mechanical part, we need ATP for that. And ah. that's what biochemistry is. So understanding this intermediary metabolism is the main component of biochemistry. So do you, in that study, also have to study the type of foods that we eat? Not really. That's mm. uh, uh, on top of that. But mm. uh, 
But food has now become a big part, and certainly for me, my own interest in health and food led me to more. But in when you study biochemistry, you don't get much in food or nutrition. Okay. That's separate. Uh, I know that you are not very fond of sugar, but um, there are a lot of people that find sugar to be a addictive um, component which gives them the energy to do something. Why is something bad for us good in certain aspects? Yeah, it's a complicated question. First of all, I'm very fond of sugar. It's, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I think uh, I'll be misleading. Uh, I love sugar, but uh, what I found uh, understanding yes. is the simple sugar, mm. carbohydrates like glucose, when taken in large amount at one sitting, are harmful for you. So that's really where the, my thing comes about sugar. Mm. But you're right, uh, glucose is addictor. Mm. And that ca- craving for sugar and glucose is very addictive. Mm. Some people say it's even more addictive than opioids. So I think uh, one hand has to overcome that through self-regulation. And um, uh, the, the the high that you get from sugar. Yeah, because uh, what because you get a rapid absorption of mm. the simple sugar. Normally, when you eat a regular diet, the most of the sugar is complex sugar. That's right. So that has to be broken down. Mm. That has to that takes time to absorb. So it's like a gradual, slow absorption. Mm. But when you eat uh, dextrose or glucose or mm. syrup, it gets rapid absorption, and that fires rapid energy. So once you get that inside your body, mm. it has to be metabolized, and that produces what I was talking about, biological energy, mm. so that ATPs are produced. And uh, that then um, gives you that rush mm. or gives you that energy. Like a lot of athletes, you know, they take mm. carbohydrates, carbohydrate meals, but those are complex carbohydrates. But simple sugars mm. give you a very rapid absorption, very rapid fire, very rapid energy, and that gives you high. Okay, so whereas that portion that you've explained and I've asked you and gives you a high, there are some types of sugars that make you very lethargic. Well, a lot of, um, lot of that is um, after effect. Uh-huh. So most of the lethargy uh, uh, comes from that rapid firing, uh-huh. and then ev- every time you go up, you have to come down. So I would say that's more related to that portion. That's another reason it's bad, hmm. that you get high, but then you have to come down, hmm. and then you struggle. Isn't that interesting? Now, when you said, I love sugar, it's, it, but you control the amount of sugar you eat. So if I had to ask you, how many, uh, do you take sugar in your tea, coffee? No, you don't. No, I used to uh, about 20, 30, 40 years ago. But then I developed a habit, Mm. a sheer habit, Mm. by stop taking it. So now if I take it, I don't like it. So no, I don't add any. um, uh, Additional sugar. Yeah, any no added sugar. Okay, but but our food, no matter what we eat, does have a component of sugar in it. 
Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, that's important, and you need it. Mm. You cannot live without sugar. Mm. But most of the food we eat has sugar as what we call complex carbohydrates. So starch, mm. um, like um, um, potatoes, uh, grains, uh, uh, and rice, mm. they all have very high uh, component of sugar, but it's all com complex carbohydrate. So first they have to be broken down in the body, and then they slowly get absorbed. So the rate of absorption, what we call glycemic index, is very different than the simple refined white sugar, which is nothing but pure sucrose, and gets rapid absorption because it's already broken down and then get right into the body. So that's that's the key point there, you know. Dr. Sam, you know, I, I love this last part of the program where I can ask all sorts of silly questions, and I do get good answers. <laughs> I thank you very much for taking time and talking to our listeners. I think next month we're going to be in the second uh, uh, Wednesday of the month, and um, we're talking to some doctors, I guess. Some yeah, we're trying to get uh, some of our friends to come with us. Uh, mm. uh, hopefully, I think it's a heart and stroke month. It is. Yeah, so we'll try to see if we could get something on stroke. Mm -hmm. And then the one I like to do it on kidney and, yes. li and liver. So those I'll Liver is also quite important. Yeah, I'll work on it to get see if I could get some uh, friends or some Ooh. friendly colleagues Ooh. to join me. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun, Dr. Saab. Thank you so much again for today's program. Yeah, thank you for having us. With that, we come to the end of our show. Or we'll be here tomorrow. Our uh, uh, stay tuned for the drive home grind with DJ Flight and Maya right here on Spice Radio. And your requests on Radio Rim Jim with Nutan. <laughs>